Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 85. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Hello. Why do I sing my last name like that? I don't know. I just, I like to sing. Um, (laughs) Welcome to this episode. It's a really cool, cool episode because my girl, Kate Casey, is the guest. Kate is, um, well, she's she's an amazing podcaster. She's the host of Reality Life with Kate Casey, which, as you know, if you know anything about me, you know I love my reality television. And um, that's what her entire show is about. She's been doing it for like almost five years years now. I've been listening for almost five years now. (laughs) And um, we talked about some really cool stuff. Um, Anywhere from just you know, her in general, like her story, starting the podcast. So if you are, you know, interested in starting a podcast, this is definitely a great episode for you because she talks about how she got started and and what she went through and all that jazz. And of course we talked about reality TV and just all of that fun. Um, and, and we talked about social media too, like honestly just had some fun with it. Honestly, I laughed so damn much talking to Kate. And there's so much good stuff. This is actually a two-part interview. We had to split it up because we talked for so long about so much good stuff. You're going to love it and you're going to laugh just like I did. So my chat with Kate is coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, But first of all, hello. I'm so happy to see you. Like, or no, I don't see you. I hear you. Well, you hear me. What is this? I'm happy you're here. Do I know what I'm saying? No. Um, (laughs) I'm just coming off of a long weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So I'm recording this on Tuesday, June 1st. And wow, it um, it was a hell of a weekend. It was crazy because I didn't work very much, which I have been working a good bit lately. As you probably know, um, I am actively working on growing my company, Fun Love Media. Um, Intentionally, I want the growth. It's good. Um, It just makes things a bit crazy. So it's been very busy, but I really, I worked very minimally this over this long weekend. Um, if you watched my Instagram stories, you saw that I got injections. So I got injections in my forehead and I got lip filler and that was an interesting journey. (laughs) I've gotten forehead injections before. So that was, I mean, I've got it, I've done it once before, so that wasn't new, but the lip situation, that was new. Um, so if you watched my stories, you saw all of the dirty details. I even got on my stories right after it was done when my lips were like crazy looking and red and swollen. (laughs) Hey, gotta be real and show you what the deal is. No shame in my game. So that was an interesting experience. That's turned out to go really well and it's all good. Um, and of course, uh, you know, just lots of family time over, over the long weekend that we had. And, um, 
and some even some time with some friends, which was really, really special. That always makes me feel really happy. So it's it's been um it's been wild and crazy and fun and all the things. And I'm happy to be back here with you today um, to to talk with Kate and to talk about some other things. Um, first of all, please rate and review the show if you listen on iTunes on Apple Podcasts. Please just go in there and choose a five-star review and write like like a sentence or two. It's so helpful. It's so, 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 so helpful. And um, it really helps the show become more visible on iTunes. It helps people want to listen to it, right? Whenever they see such excellent reviews from you guys, it really means a lot. I really appreciate it. And if you listen to the show on a platform where it's not really um, – you don't really have a good way to rate or review the show, then you can always go leave a review on Facebook. Better yet, you can even um, share in your Instagram stories and tag the show. That is really, really helpful. So while you're listening, like right now, just take a screenshot where it shows like, you know, that you're listening to the show right now and share that screenshot in your Instagram stories and tell everybody that you're listening and what you're liking about this episode and tag the show and tag me. So the show on Instagram is at the Social Sunshine Podcast. And then I am at Brittany Crossan. So I really appreciate you doing that because you know how it is. We want to go from thousands of listeners to millions of listeners, and we are going to do that together. I just know it. Um, also want to mention before we get into this interview that we are getting closer and closer to the doors opening back up for my membership, Small Biz Social Society, which is really exciting because I'm so stoked to, to welcome some new members this summer. Um, the people that are already in this group, let me just brag. I'm sure you've heard me brag on them before. I'm going to do it again. All right. We're just going to brag some more. I'm like this mama bear that's bragging on all of her amazing little entrepreneur children um, because it's true. The people in this membership are so badass. These are um, entrepreneurs and business owners that are wanting to step it up on social media. Bottom line, they're like, I want to do more cool shit on my social media. I want to um, go to that next level. I want to create really cool stuff, really cool content. You want to, you know, they want to attract people to them on social media by creating that awesome content on a consistent basis, you know, getting that discipline and um, getting those creative juices flowing and really show the world what you got, right? Because you've got stuff to show. You've got a great business. You've got a great brand. You've got great ideas and thoughts and and knowledge and talents and skills. And all of these people are really working hard on sharing that on social media and really stepping it up. And it's been such a joy. I mean, God, I mean, there's been there's been situations where I've exchanged private messages with some of them about something that they're going through or something they need help with. And we have these really close relationships that are forming. So um I don't know. It's just, gosh, it's just a really special thing. So I'm stoked that the membership is opening back up this summer. The official announcement will be coming soon. If you want to stay in the loop, of course, you should be following me on Instagram at Brittany Crossan, but also you can follow um, the membership, which is at Small Biz Social Society, okay, on Instagram. Um, also, make sure you're on my email list because Every single week, you get an email from me with all the updates, what's going on, what's coming up, all that jazz, and you want to stay in the loop. So to do that, all you got to do is go to my website and click on join email. So you can just go to brittanycrossan.com slash join email, and that'll get you in there, and that'll get you some freebies. Um, 
Or let me give you the alternate. If you want the Instagram Reels freebie that's out right now and you want to get some content ideas for Instagram Reels then uh, and also join my email, then all you got to do is go to brittanycrossoncom slash Instagram Reels. Okay? Okay. All that's covered. So excited about what this summer has to come in 2021. I can feel it. It's all good things. It's all good things. It's good things for you, right? Can you feel the vibes? You're going to like do cool shit on social media, show everybody what you got going on, bring in that business, make that money and have some fucking fun. Isn't that the most important thing? Fun and love. All right. That's it. That's all I'm going to chat for today because seriously, you have got to listen to this interview with the amazing Kate Casey. That's coming up next. Today's guest is the host of Reality Life with Kate Casey, one of the highest rated podcasts on iTunes devoted to unscripted television. She has interviewed an impressive variety of people, including many of the Real Housewives, tons of other reality TV stars, reality television producers, and people from the center of fascinating televised experiences and controversies like Amanda Knox. She's a mom of five, a fellow Pelotoner, and a fun fact, she graduated from the Milton Hershey School. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast the amazing Casey. <laughs> you know, I had to do it. Okay. Hi, Kate. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. So I have this, this band reach out to me early in my show and their name there. It's a family. It's a brother and three sisters. And they're, the band's called Makuta, the Makuta band, M-A-K-U-T-A. Anyway, they said, um, they love to listen to the show on their tour bus. And so I said, you know what, because somebody had said at the time, it would be great if you could get a like a really cool theme song. So I said, just a stab in the dark, would you guys be interested in writing my theme song? And they were like, we would love to. So that was what they wrote for me. That is why I love that story. Yeah. And at first I was like, I don't know, like, is this like <laughs> cheese bag vein, but it's catchy. And then sometimes people will send me videos of their kids singing it. And that always makes me laugh. It is catchy. I'm telling yeah. you, I just, I just recorded on my Instagram stories. So I was about to interview you and I was like, amazing that's pretty good speaking of that the intro to your podcast um I've told you this already since I met you on clubhouse which I would love to ask you about in a little bit but um so I've listened to your show for a long time because so, it's been around for what four plus years yeah almost five yeah okay yeah so I've listened to it I think the whole time because I feel like I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've listened to it the entire time, just, you know, off and on. We moved across yeah. the country. I remember listening to you in the car on the way, like all kinds of things. Yeah. And I love it. So you guys, I was like fangirling over Kate <laughs> whenever we met in Clubhouse. Um, and I'm wondering if other people ever do that. Cause I love, I just love your show. And I love that you, you're so smart and you take this topic of, and you've probably heard this before, this topic of granted it's not always housewives and bravo and silly yeah. stuff but you know it, it, that's part of what you do obviously it's a huge part of it and you take that kind of thing and mix it with such an intellectual intelligent well-read <laughs> well-spoken person and i love i like that because there has such a reputation right to talk about reality tv and like it's just yes. wild but you're so smart and wonderful and talking about it and have turned it into this great business well thank you for saying that i a lot of people are full of shit. 
because they they want to sit for some reason they think that it's embarrassing to admit that they watch yeah. certain shows yeah um you know who's the the funniest or um it's it's well like one one group of people that make me make me laugh are men who said like, I don't really watch stuff like that. But then it turns out that they watched every single episode of Vanderpump Rules and follow all of them on Instagram. 100%. I'm like, oh, I thought that you don't watch any of that. And the other are moms who tell me they're so busy. You know, and I'm so busy. I just don't have time to watch that. And I always say, girl, I got five kids under 11. And and I do two episodes a week and I watch a bunch of shows. You can too. Right. And they're like, oh, well, I actually watch The Bachelor. So I don't really have time and I don't watch reality shows. It's not my thing. But then they're like, but I do watch Below Deck Bachelor, blah, 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 blah. They go through a list of like 17 shows. I'm like, but I thought you said you never watched them. It's like, who cares? Like, but by the way, we've been in quarantine. Like, what, what are you doing? Uh, you know, are you like, right. no, like making clay pots at a studio? Like, yeah. come on. No, you're watching so, television. Yeah, yeah embrace it. I am, and like, it, there's so much great, great programming out there. Like, d- deep dive deep in, and it's uh, always a great conversation starter. You go to a dinner party, you go anywhere, and you can start talking about what you've been watching recently, yeah. and you can spark up a conversation like that. Right, right. I love it. Okay, so let let me ask you a few more questions about your podcast. Cause I know a lot of people listening to the show have expressed to me being that I have a podcast that, that, you know, that they think it would be cool and they don't know what's, what it's like and all the, all the cool details. So what, what's the start of your podcast? Like what made you want to do it? So my background is media consulting for global law firms. And then I started to have kids and we did this thing, my husband and I, like as a side thing, with my regular business. And then I had my daughter and then I had this idea for a website called top stalker, where you could post pictures of when you saw, when you like spotted a celebrity out and it was probably a little bit before it's time because there were people that were like, that's a horrible name. Like no one's going (laughs) to do this. And this was right before about a year before Instagram. Oh, wow. And it's like now anybody posts a picture and then they hashtag like whatever the person's name is. But I was trying to do that. And then I started, oh, I'd also started taking um, improv comedy classes and doing stand up. And um, I started getting, I I had this blog that I started a long, long time ago. It was called Love and Knuckles, which is a terrible name now they think about it. But anyway, I was doing recaps of TV shows. I remember that. Did you send out emails? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't know. But Are people would go, it, it, people would go read my recaps of real housewives shows. Okay. And it was like, funny. I totally went to that. I, that yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was writing that. And then because of it, I got invited to go on podcasts to talk about like what I thought about different real housewives shows. Yeah. And anyway, I, I just started to think I could do this. So I pitched my idea to a network this is like how long ago it was. I pitched my idea to a network. I said, I would love to make a, a podcast about reality television. And they were like reality TV. And I said, I want to go back and find people that were on reality shows years and years ago to see how it changed the trajectory of tra- trajectory of their life. But also do, do a podcast like a television show with an opening and a closing and two guests, kind of like Johnny Carson, um, like a guest on the couch. And the front end interview would be with somebody who was on a show or makes a show. And then the second one would be funny where I just take somebody 
a random person and then I ask them to watch a show just to hear what they think. Yeah. Um, so it's basically like a love letter to TV. And so uh, I, now I look back, I'm like, I don't even know how this happened, but they said, okay, that sounds great. And I think it, what, ha- what helped was that I had a, a, a background in PR. So I remember the pitch, you know, I wrote the whole thing up and I went in and like presented it and said, you know, I have a background in PR. I can do all the PR marketing myself, which I actually have. I've never, ever had anybody help me. Um, but it was just an idea. And the first, my first episode, I was so upset. I remember I said to the audio engineer, I only got 2000 people to listen to my first episode. Like how Holy am I- shit balls. That's a lot of people. <laughs> I know, but now I realized it, but back then I was like, how am I, how am I ever going to get this show off the ground? Like who was ever like, how, like what? And he said, you know, you just kind of, kind of stay the course. And I did, you know, I just did, I did, but I didn't implement two episodes until about two years ago. So I used to do just one episode a week and now I do two, but really tr- the funny thing is now that I look back at it. Um, th- th- there was watch with crappens who does all the Bravo right. kind of recaps but I was the first person who had this concept of interviewing, doing interviews with just reality television people. And people were like, why would you devote a whole podcast to just reality TV? And now I look at the landscape and there are thousands of people who have podcasts that are just about one reality show or all reality shows. So it's, it just shows you how much people love podcasts and how much people love reality TV, really. Right. Well, and you, you are ahead of your time on a lot of things, the top stalker for sure. (laughs) And also in the show, like you're saying, I mean, now it's like, let's make an entire show about just one reality show. Um, Mm -hmm. But I love that you did that. And a standout episode to me, well, there's a lot. Another thing is that I was told in the beginning, it would be it would be a better idea for me if maybe I just only did one show. Like if my podcast was all about Vanderpump Rules or all about The Bachelor, and I always stuck true to what I to my belief that people want more than just one show. Yeah. And then if I had done one show, I would have painted myself into a corner. Yeah. So I always in every episode I was covering something different. And, you know, I could talk in an open, my opening about three different shows, then have a featured guest and then have a second guest. And then in the closing, tell you what I'm going to watch this coming week. So it gave an opportunity for the audience to expand their television viewing and a way for me to cultivate great relationships with TV networks because they were excited or have been excited about, you know, the shows that they work on that I'm promoting. So I, I, I'm glad and maybe that's, you know, kind of a reminder to anybody who's listening, like, you know, you have to kind of go with your gut and follow what you, what you think is the right thing. Don't right. let somebody push you. And I had, I remember I had a meeting with a, I went to this big agency a couple of years ago and oh God, I went down to LA, I went to the Pacific design center and I just thought I'm walking in this building and I'm leaving with a contract. Like I'm going to be <laughs> represented they're going to be like, where have you been our whole life? And I go in, I'm thinking like, I'm a million bucks. Right. And then I go in and I sit down. And after this very long meeting, they said, we think you should scrap the whole idea for your podcast. And you should have a podcast. That's about one, like my one daughter, I have a, I would do hashtags gives 30%. Yes, I know. (laughs) And they said, I should scrap my whole show, which at that time I had been working on for two years or something. 
you know, thousands and thousands of episodes, make it called, uh, call it gives 30% and make your podcast all about one kid. And I just left there. I was like, what just <laughs> happened? Like I just got spit out of a tornado, but I was like in that car ride home to orange County, it was like two hours in traffic. And I just, it was like so bummed. And then I thought, well, I'm going to make those people feel like idiots. <laughs> Here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and like, this about is ridiculous. The, yeah. About this the one crazy. Kid. Let's just do About that. the one, sh- and by, <laughs> about my one child. Can you imagine what my other four kids would have thought? Right. That's a great Guys. idea. Do y'all have children? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like weird how life takes you, but oh, and that agency. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's oh, they also idea. told me I wasn't shiny. Oh, they said, you know what? Also, a lot of the Instagram accounts, as they explained to me, are are women, I guess women of like Utah, who started <laughs> having children at 22, have all kids with B names, you know, and, and are wearing bonnets or, you know, yeah. something. And they said I wasn't shiny because I would I had this series of photos with I where I would imitate celebrities. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would hashtag know. it same right. And so I was kind of like making fun of the whole like curated picture thing. Right. And I think that was part of it too, but you're not very shiny. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh so anyway, I could, I, I might be offended if somebody told me that, like, what, what the hell is that? Supposed I, was, to mean? I was offended. I was like <laughs> old lady river over here. Um, yeah, I, 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 that was one of those moments in my career with this, this second chapter career where I was like, you know, it's so funny because last night I, I had a dream that I was, I, like a comedy is like still such a love of mine. I had this dream and this must've been like a permanent, I don't know. I knew I was going to talk about that. I don't know. I don't know. But this is top <laughs> of mind. I had this dream that I had been in this improv comedy group and I was like, clearly the funniest person in my dream, in my group. Yeah. And then I, and I, and I thought I was so imp- like the, the teachers were so impressed with my talent. And then I went to something afterwards and they, they were like going around and they couldn't remember my name. They got to me. And it's like that sinking feeling where you're like, Oh my God. Like, and then in my dream, in my dream, I was like, Oh, they're going to be embarrassed when I'm like a sensation and I don't remember who they are. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of been, that's kind of like me all the time. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make them feel like humiliated. Right, right, right. I just like, yeah, I'll show you. I will show you. That's kind of like always my attitude. So that, that agency, which is horrible. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've had people tell me, oh my God, I went to this meeting with them and they were the worst people. I'm like, yeah, I could have told you that, but yeah, you just can't, there will be many agencies like that who are like, you're not this, you're not that. Imagine being an actress. Holy shit. I was going to give my two cents on agencies really quick. Not in LA. It's in Texas, but apparently it's a a universal thing. So I'm very tall, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm five foot 10 and I was like five foot seven when I was in seventh grade or something. So whenever you're really tall, people are like, oh, you're going to be a volleyball player, a basketball player, or a model. Clearly those are your options. And so I did play basketball actually for a while. It was very fun. Um, and I was like, well, I totally want to try this modeling thing because I was always a dancer since I was a kid, just wanted to be, just wanted to be on stage. Right. Any excuse long story short, my, my mom drives me all the way into the city, into Houston, which is like over an hour drive from where we lived, um, to do these like modeling classes and learning all these things when I was like 12. And at the end of it, you're supposed to go have an interview with the agency that's affiliated with the modeling school. And then like, hopefully sign with the agency and 
get some jobs yeah. and be a superstar. And I was, I was, like I say, I was about 12 years old. I was five foot seven, I think very, very thin. I'm much curvier these days in my grown years, but, and this woman, I'll never forget, um, told me so nonchalantly, da, 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 da. yeah, I think we could probably do something after you get your braces off. You're probably going to need to lose two inches off your hips. Boom. And then just walked out of the room. <laughs> so skinny Kate I was and I remember going and thank God I had a good head on my shoulders and I looked at my mother and I was like what how does she think I'm gonna lose any weight (laughs) and so that was good that I took up for myself but you're right these it's but you feel you go into this situation whether it's a podcast or model vulnerable you you, you listen to them like you feel like they have yeah they're like an authority figure like yes you know so you think like they should know and they're the professional and it's not always the right move to listen at all. Can you imagine saying that to somebody? Oh, no, I, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing, but, and then years later I had another agency experience. That's another story for another day, but, um, well, Hey, you, you did show them you, this show is so great. And it's so, um, so successful. And it's, it's so cool to see that because I know as podcasts go, it's just not the case all the time, right? Like people, there's yeah. some podcasts and people don't make a, a job or even a tiny job out of them really yeah I think it's cool well thank you you're welcome and I I got a laugh over which I think I've mentioned to you before but I remember what I was doing for some reason isn't this so funny maybe this is why I got so excited to meet you because I have these distinct moments listening to your show because I just love reality tv so much and I was listening to episode with you and Shep from Southern Charm if you guys don't don't know who I'm talking about um and I remember being like these two people are so fucking smart. He's like two intellectual brains. And here he is over here on Southern charm, drinking, carrying on. This was however many years ago, maybe four years ago or, you know, whatever. And, and y'all just started talking about books that you've read. And I was driving through, I was getting tacos. I was at a taco drive through. And I remember telling my husband, I was like, because he'll watch Southern Charm with me. Like, Shep was on the show that I listened to. He is so smart. And so is she. And I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. (laughs) I love him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I just had him on recently again, because he wrote a book and he's a great writer. Oh, wow. And, And he was like, Kate. I just love talking to you like we, and he's very complimentary about me to other people and he Aww. always says like how much he enjoys talking to me but yeah we're very much kindred kindred spirits I could see that I yeah could see that. it was fun listening to y'all because in one like, second you're talking about him. like somebody getting drunk and da, 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 on tv and the next minute yeah. you're talking about like the best books you've ever read it was so fun yeah I love it yeah I feel like he he's probably like he's probably most like me of any reality star I've ever talked to because we can just be like fun and hang out but then we have this bit like cerebral side right I don't know I really love him yeah yeah Yeah. it it was cool I'll never forget that um so since since we met on Clubhouse do you mind giving me your two cents on that because I know you've been really active on Clubhouse Mm -hmm. it's still new um it's still invite only it's still as of this moment Mm -hmm. iPhone only all the things very exclusive it seems but very exciting so yeah. What are you thinking about it and how has it enhanced like your life, your business, anything? I do think it stimulated the algorithm. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, you know, all the, like the Instagram and the Facebook, it's easy to just sort of like plateau and feel yeah. like you're making just micro growth. And then I do feel like it's really stimulated the algorithm. So there are 
more people going to my socials because they're finding me on this other platform. So I really like that. And, you know, audio for us is like, yeah, amazing. I, I get frustrated because I mean, I did have success when I used to do those same right pictures, but it's an awful lot of work. Yes. And actually, and I've said this story a million times, but I was doing those same right pictures. And then this Australian comedian started doing her version of that, but she went viral and I didn't. Oh. So when I continue to do the pictures, people would say I was copying her. And it was like, I'm not copying her. I did this before her. Right. So I kind of just like, you know, gave up. And my friend, Heather McDonald used to always tell me like, nobody owns parody, like keep doing it. Like just yes. do what you want. But I just, it's just, it was like, this is a headache. And I'd have to have like my babysitter or my husband or a neighbor take the picture. Yes. And I mean, maybe that's the part of it that was even more funny. Right. But it was like competing against the, the attention of people who have like these curated, beautiful photos. Like our friend, Danielle Schaefer, who I've known yeah. for years. Yeah. I mean, Danielle has the most gorgeous, beautiful photos. I was like, I'm never going to get attention because people like you have these like <laughs> gorgeous pictures and I'm just like doing this hacky job. And anyway, so I just kind of let go of that for a while. So with just, and then for, as far as my Instagram, people would tell me, oh, you should have a separate Instagram for your show. And I tried that for a hot second. And I just felt like, you know, in order to do that, you have to be making memes to make a dent. And I'm not a meme person. Yeah. I don't, I'm actually like, I don't like the meme culture. I think it affects the way that reality stars even operate. So that's not me either. And it's not true to like what I find interesting. Right. I'm more about like authentic conversations. So I just, I've always wanted my Instagram to just be a reflection of me, who I am and what I'm watching. Um, and it probably what I would have a lot more followers now, maybe, but I'm happy that it's just always, you know, I've stuck true to what works for me. And I have to believe at some point those things will sync up. And I mean, yeah. I have a great, a good following, but I, I, I know that other people who create memes, they probably, you know, jumped ahead right. in their own way. But in the end, I, I think memes are going to die soon. Really? I think people are sick of memes because they're nasty. They're vicious for the reality space that is. Yeah. Um, and it really has affected, I have housewives that privately tell me, um, you know, because of meme culture, I feel like I have to act extra in order to secure my job. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you're called you're boring, fired, like you're rewarded in memes. If you're pulling someone's weave or you're flipping a table yeah. or you're reading somebody and like humiliating them on television or minimizing who they are with like a catchphrase clip yeah. and and they they're rewarded and called icons and legends and so there's not much room anymore on shows for somebody to have like an authentic heartfelt conversation that's right. why I like audio podcasts and clubhouse because you're allowed the space to express who you are and have thoughtful conversations and right. the the visual of Instagram where you have to like have a meme or like a photo that's filtered where you're standing on like you know, a cliff in front of like a, a, a majestic site. It's like, you know, most people are living their lives and they don't have a photographer that can follow them to like a national forest to take a dumb picture where they're standing next to a, like a tree and they're like pontificating with a caption that's like four pages long. 
<laughs> they don't have time for that. They just want to live their life. Right. <laughs> so those are the things that drive me batshit crazy about like some Instagrams. And then there's TikTok, but I just, I just didn't have enough bandwidth to like make up routines and stuff. I think had it, it I, if I didn't have a podcast, I probably would have killed it and done funny things. But it's yeah. like, I have so much research to do and shows to watch for my podcast that I right. just, I was like, I don't know if I can fulfill that creative pocket at this time and space yeah. right now. Yeah. And then I have these friends like Danielle who are like, oh, just hire a virtual assistant and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they have team. She will tell you. She's yeah. like, oh, I have a team of seven people. I'm like, for what? <laughs> for what? And then all these reality stars will get a podcast and they're, you know, their shows are basically like, I'm awesome. You know, they just show up and talk and right. about, and they'll get a big hit at the beginning because people are like, Oh, that's interesting. She's on a TV or he's on a TV show. Let me listen. And then it nosedives because it's not consistent and it's not a good show. But I moderated this panel discussion for like podcast movement. And it was all of these reality stars. I wanted to like slam my head against a wall because, <laughs> and I'm, I was being petty, but it was kind of funny I get to ask the question. So I said, can you talk to me a little bit about, <laughs> Um, how much you prepare for episodes and, and your booking process, fully knowing they don't prepare and they have a booker, right? Right, right. And they all, maybe I did this to torture myself, but they were all like, well, all I do is I just show up to the studio. Like I have somebody who books for me and then they write out the notes. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's obvious when someone listens to your show, like you've, you're not invested in this at all. No. And then they fall by the wayside. So, you know, most people who are highly successful podcasters are doing an enormous amount of work. Right. You know, it's right. like somebody who would tell you like, I think I'll just start a TikTok today and I'll just go viral. <laughs> and you're like, listen, asshole. Like I put a lot of <laughs> my like work into this. And then like, you know, I'm using my creative, uh, like Olympic gold medal skills in the creativity here. <laughs> Do you love it? It was like, I think I'm just going to do something and it's going to go viral. I'm like, right. good luck. Good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I, I hear things insinuating things like that a lot with social media being that I work in social media. And it's interesting because I, I, I try to remind people and on one hand, like I want to share this, the truth about things to be truthful, of course. And then of course, to be mm -hmm. Hope to have hope and inspiration. No, you no, you nail it in Clubhouse. But you, you're great, and Sarah is great, and Danielle's great, and Brianne's yeah. great because you guys are like, it's a ton of work. Yeah. However, this is what's worked for us, and you're right. very generous because you open yourself up, and and you don't you don't think, and rightly don't think that by sharing what you've learned that you're giving away everything. Like a lot of people hoard information. Oh yes. Yes. And you, you guys don't, and neither do I, I go in podcast rooms and I'm, I'm willing to help people in any way right. because I think that helps grow the market and it's, the universe will repay you. Right. I don't like it on clubhouse when somebody pretends they're an expert in something that they're not an actual expert in and also gives you a nugget of information with the hope that you pay for seminars. Because yes. it's like, well, by the way, you're actually not successful in the area. Right. You know, it would be like me, um, you know, making a watercolor picture with my kids and then going in clubhouse and telling people <laughs> that I'm available in art galleries all over the world. And if you go to my webinar for a thousand dollars for an hour, 
you too can become a watercolor expert. If you'd be like, what? I like, can't. Oh, these, there's like, so many webinars. Why are so there so many. many? There's so many. Look, hey, I'm in the I'm in the online marketing space. Like that's literally what my company does. But I've never had a webinar like where you put it together. It's like there's a, I don't know if you've ever done one. Oh, like, no, 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 the slideshow. No. The slideshows, the e- the ebooks. Then you got to go on a website and you got to like get your slot at time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, let's go back to basics here. How are you actually an expert? Like some of these podcast rooms, I'm cl- cracking up because you and I know how hard at work it is. And it's like, hi, I'm Mary Jane. I, uh, a, a lot of trauma dumping too, which is like very jarring because trauma is a big, serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some people almost are, it's like the trauma Olympics. So it's like. <laughs> How oh many God. trauma things can I bring up? So it's like, hi, I'm Mary Jane. I was um, kept in a well for three years, never saw the sunshine. <laughs> I found out that my biological parents are not my own because I was switched at birth. I found out that my uh, that I uh, was a sperm donor and I have 175 relatives. And now my podcast is called sprinkle cupcakes and waffles <laughs> and Amazing. i'm here to help women find their inner mojo even though at one point i was taking 750 pills a day and you're like wait 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 what back up wait what wait let's unpack that let's start from the beginning i'm like wait and then it goes you know and it my podcast i interview all the mm-hmm. like the leading people in trauma i'm like I can't get over (laughs) the first thing you just said, but it's like people, they want to like do their 30 second thing. Yeah. So that right now in clubhouse, I'm like always fascinated by. Yeah. It's major. I was like, I was in a room where I was crying one time because the things look, Hey, there, there were some very serious things being shared in this particular room. And I did meet one cool person out of it. I will say that, but it was a, it was a lot. They each had like, like you're saying like a short amount of time and yeah. that was, the whole room was supposed to like inspire and whatever. I, but one, one woman was literally on the clubhouse in, in like on the, on the call in the room, whatever from a hospital bed. Like there was some serious stuff happening wow. in this room. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm here crying. And I'm like trying to make breakfast for my children. And I'm like, this is too but much. What if you found, but what if you found out that that person was not in a hospital oh, bed? Oh God. Because I do believe that. I believe that there are people who are like, I'm getting a lot of attention for this. So let me just play that up. And they're actually like, you know, uh, hold on. The nurse is here with the bedpan. <laughs> and then they're like, kids, shut up, shut up, shut up. You know what I mean? I, right. I don't that's know. That's a hard I've, thing. That's a hard thing about It's, a, it's a hard right. thing. The yeah. conversations, you're right. That's what that's what's cool. You're really just getting to chat. You can get to know people pretty good that way, I feel like, and get a good feel for them. But it is a little mysterious because it's audio. It is mysterious. You don't know. But then here's the thing about women that I know is for t- true. We are experts at internet research. Yes. You start dating a guy and you're like, you go on the first date or second date and you're like, so your grandmother's name is Ida and you grew up in <laughs> Iowa and your girlfriend uh, in the 11th grade was Sarah and I saw your prom picture. Like that's who we are. Um, yes. So men on this platform are morons because they don't (laughs) understand that women are expert researchers. Right. So when the guy is like, well, my name's Bobby McGee and I'm known as the millionaire Bobby McGee and I've sold X, Y businesses. All the women are going Bobby McGee, you know, hashed, you know, like 
parentheses, Texas, parentheses, like, and we're like, this doesn't add up. And then you find Bobby McGee's on Facebook and he's got like a shack with a shingle coming off. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, this guy, can you believe this <laughs> nutbag? But the worst part in Clubhouse, I think, is that and women are like really like pissed off about it. And I there's nothing I love more than a group of women that are mad because it's <laughs> the best. But the guys that are in these clubhouse rooms, they're systematically but not allowing women to come up to speak when it's in business rooms. Oh. Have you noticed this? No. Oh yeah. They're all the, the misogynistic business rooms and they, and they don't bring women up or if they bring up a woman, like if I'm in a podcast room um, and they're there, I've been in a room and they'll bring me up to speak. And then they realized I'm like the one who knows more than anybody in the room. Cause it's like Frank, Frank Catania or not Frank. That's a real person. Frank <laughs> I was like, wait, Frank was there. You know, Frank Costanza from like Jersey. And he's got a <laughs> podcast called, you know, wheels and tires. Right. And he's right. like, I want to tell everybody in the room how to be an incredibly successful podcaster. And you're like, Frank, Frank, <laughs> two people listen to your show. Okay. Calm down, and their Frank. names are, you know, Giuseppe and Sergio <laughs> and they work in the car, you know, you know, in, in the garage, that's right. who listens to your show. Right. But then they, they don't like it when a woman comes in who like knows more. So then they'll move them to the audience to like, because they don't want to take away from there. But other women, by the way, women don't do that. No, a woman's in a room. And they're like, holy shit balls. Brittany's in here. She just <laughs> had a viral TikTok. Let's bring her up. Right. Brittany, <laughs> you're the lady. And you're like, you got it. Like, what's your secret? Like, we love you. Everybody follow Brittany. Am I right? <laughs> yes. That's the yes. difference between men and women on Clubhouse. It's a huge difference. And we, yeah. And we start just working and we know what to do. Uh, okay. I'm going to this. I'm going to help you do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. We get yeah. shit done. We get shit done. In Thank, a good you. Way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I want to know, um, I have a couple more minutes with you. I got to ask you a few more things. Okay. About celebrities on, let's just go with Instagram. I'm not going to say social okay. media. Let's just go with Instagram. Do you have a favorite or even just like a most? Okay. That's it for part one of my chat with the awesome Kate Casey. I hope you loved it, but there's more where that came from. And my son Rowdy is here to tell you. Make sure to tune in next week for part two. Thanks, bud. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.